Hey, everybody, what's up? It is Tuesday. Oh, big smile. Big smile. I'll tell you, man, I love watching the Chargers. I, I love it so much more now than I did when I actually cared. Like when I loved the team and I wanted them to win and I was just so desperate for them to win. I love it so much more now. And I'll talk a lot about that, obviously, as the afternoon goes on. Hey, a couple of quick mentions here. Start with my people at 7 Mile Casino, 7milecasino.com. Mark your calendars for that Sunday, November 5th. It's Joe Rigby's birthday. And the Chatlins have decided to make a birthday party down at Seven Mile Casino. So we're going to watch football. We're going to eat great food. You can play some games. It's going to be great. And this is all organic. This is all being done on the live YouTube chat. It's got nothing to do with us. It's got nothing to do with Seven Mile. That's just the place we're all converging on. November 5th, mark your calendar, Seven Mile Casino, sevenmilecasino.com. Any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Uh, God damn it, it's dark as hell in here today. I got to open up some windows and get some light in this motherfucker. Anyway, keep it on going here. Uh, let me... And then you got Alex over there. What's going on at your house? You hear all that? Oh, I just touched the mic. My bad. No, no, it's not just touching the mic. It's like all this background. You don't hear all that? Anyway, now it's subsided. Um, hey, listen, let me keep going here. Let me talk about Mushroom Life. L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. Brett Weiss every day sends me receipts from you guys buying these products. If you take pills for sleep, for concentration, for sex drive, for energy, whatever you maybe take a prescription pill for, consider that there is a plant-based medication that might be a better alternative for you. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You get 50% off your first purchase. So when you buy, if you have questions about all these different products, buy them all because they're all half off. Mushroomlife.com slash great friends. And later on today, we are going to celebrate Gary Cooper and his 20th year in business at Mountain Trust Realty. And I'm going to invite you right now to call him. If you have any questions about what's going on in the real estate market or what moves you might want to make, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. You'll hear from Gary coming up. Let's get started. Hey, great friends. What's going on? It's Tuesday afternoon. It's Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man from the Seven Mile Casino Studios. For those of you listening on radio, you may not be able to see it, but I'm hoping that you can hear it and you can feel it. The energy on a Tuesday after a Monday night football game featuring America's team, my Cowboys, my Dak Prescott, that's my quarterback, taking on the Chargers. Now, it's a home game for the Cowboys in SoFi Stadium, and the Chargers had at least one serious fan there last night because she just kept getting shown on TV all night long. We'll get to it. But, man, the energy, the smile on my face today. I love watching Charger football. I agonized when watching Charger football when I wanted them to win. Can you understand why? But now that I want them to lose and fail, it's so much more fun. And for every one of you guys that sees me on social media and tells me what a bitter guy I am and to let it go, you don't get it. It's just more fun this way. Grande, brown man, good afternoon, gentlemen. How do we enjoy last night's Monday Night Football game? Didn't I say yesterday that it would be a three-point game and the Chargers would find a way to screw it up? Didn't I say that? I think I said I don't that. remember that specifically, oh, somebody, but probably. No, nobody, nobody remembers that? I don't specifically no. remember that, but yeah, I do I remember... I do remember saying, like, this is just going to be one of those games. And it literally 
this and I think I texted you guys. This is two mediocre teams doing mediocre things. Like 21 penalties, I believe, 22 penalties. And those refs were calling it soft, but there was just stupid football everywhere. Everywhere was just like stupid football. But as the objective observer I am today, I'm sure there will be a lot of defense of what we're about to talk about. But the obje- the objective observer that I am, I thought Kellen Moore was the answer. I thought Kellen Moore was going to come in and make the Chargers offense unstoppable. I thought Kellen Moore was going to release the Kraken and Justin Herbert was going to be flinging the ball everywhere. From what I've seen, and we could blame it on the hand, I guess, but it's his non-throwing hand. Herbert's regressed under Kellen. Oh Herbert. my God. Regressed because oh my God. A little, we'll talk about it. Not good. You got outplayed by Dak Prescott. That is a fact as an objective observer. I'll give you another fact. Um, at one point in the broadcast last night, Troy Aikman was literally laughing. He's like, well, the Chargers offense isn't doing anything, but yet they find themselves in scoring position. And I'll go deeper into what that situation was because it was 17-10 in favor of Dallas and oh, the Chargers offense fun. couldn't do anything right. I mean, these guys couldn't do anything right. And then when they punted the ball, the Cowboys, mediocre team doing mediocre stuff, Cowboys muff a punt or make a stupid play on a punt, Chargers get the ball back and the Chargers find themselves in scoring position. So while the Chargers were screwing things up and trying to lose, the Cowboys were trying to match them. Here's the thing. When it's all said and done, I'm going to start off with the Cowboys. Guess what? Not real good. Not real good. Because for Well, here's the thing. You can look at San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Detroit, and you may put Dallas in the next line right there. You better not. But I don't think Dallas is very good at all. Now, I'll give them credit. They had to come back after getting pounded last week by San Francisco. And they were playing a team that was coming off of a bye. But Dallas squeaking out a win, good win, because every win's a good win in the NFL, but just not really very good, I don't think. Look, man, there are no bad wins in the NFL. That Let's just establish that on this show. Any win is a good win, period, period. That was two really uh, below-average teams making more penalties than I think I've seen in a long time in a primetime game, just like flag after flag after flag. I, <clears throat> If playing with a broken hand makes people think you're regressing, you shouldn't play. And I feel I felt this way about uh, Joey Bosa watching the game too. If you're hurt, bro, don't play. Don't play because you were virtually invisible all night. Make no plays. Did absolutely nothing. If you're hurt, don't play because you open a door for a massive amount of criticism that people do not care about. They don't care. People got the money on the game or they got fantasy points on the game. Bro, they don't care if you're hurt or not. So don't play. Don't play. Because if the idea now is Justin Herbert is regressing, bro, don't play. Don't play. Just so play I just want to understand. So I just want to understand something. I just want to yeah. make sure I have, I, have one, I just have one quick question. So Justin Herbert and the change of offensive coordinator again, because remember, we're still talking about a young player yes. and and he's going through coaching changes, philosophical changes, 
play changes, language, study changes. habit changes, right? I mean, everything is different for Justin Herbert this year than right. they were than it was last year. And I'd have to go back and look how many coordinators has he played. This is, I think, year four Three. for Herbert. And I think this four. is his third coordinator. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Have to check. So, so you're asking him to do what the Raiders asked Derek Carr to do. And he never really materialized into being a great player. Justin Herbert has been a really good statistical player, but he hasn't been a winning player. So what I'm what I want to ask you is, do you blame his performance last night, which was not really that good? Do you blame his left hand and the broken finger for why he didn't perform up to the standard and the contract that he's received? Is it the broken finger that's that's why he didn't play well? No, no, no. I, okay. The Cowboys defense is good. Yeah, they pressured they, him all night. They didn't they, sack him until they needed to at the end. Right. But they, they pressured they, him all night. They blew the offensive line he off the line. Beat up. He was getting beat up. He was, mm -hmm. he was getting touched on almost all his throws. So mm -hmm. I, the Cowboys defense played a lot, a large part in why he struggled last night because he did struggle. But some of the throws that he was missing that he typically makes, I think the hand had something to do with that. Yeah, because there were a couple of throws to Keenan Allen where he wasn't really pressured. He just missed the throws. Okay. And I think I think that I mean there was one in particular that. that was wide open and could have been an easy wide, touchdown. wide open, and he just missed. So he I, missed I, I'm I'm kind of with you, Browner. Hey, listen, if you can't play and you're going to hurt the team, then don't play. But but Untouched, if you do if you do play, missed. this we're looking at the play right now. If you're yeah. going to play, people expect you to play to your standard, whether you're injured or yes. not injured. You're yes. in uniform, play. So to me, I'm I'm on Alex's side on this, and in this way. You went and you got another offensive coordinator. By the way, um, Kellen Moore wasn't anything particularly special in Dallas in terms of what they accomplished. They may have put up numbers, but they didn't win. I was just about to say, they put a graphic up last night about his efficiency in the red zone for touchdowns yeah. while he was with the Cowboys. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, yeah. that's well, pretty good. Well, I got news for you. <laughs> uh, the Cowboys aren't very good in the red zone, and the Chargers aren't very good in the red zone because both teams had multiple opportunities deep inside the red zone and came away with nothing or three points. Yeah. I'm with Alex in that. I think that when you keep changing coordinators, you're going to likely see a guy take a step back before, if he takes a step forward. And I think that that last night between the chargers, lousy pass defense, uh, the efficiency of Dak Prescott and his receiving crew, um, the defense of the Cowboys and really I, the performance of Herbert, everything was was spelled out for the Chargers to find a way to lose. Yeah, it's very rare that we can point directly to Herbert for a loss. But I think yesterday, like there is, I don't think that there was a decision that Brandon Staley made that I disagreed with. There was a fourth down here and there. They got, you know, they didn't convert it or whatever. But I just think that he missed Keenan Allen multiple times. He threw a mm -hmm. terrible pick. There was a lot of time on the clock. It wasn't like they were rush rushing at the end of that game. Even and, though they had no timeouts left, by the way. Right, but there was still a lot at the time but of the interception. Had, there was plenty of time. Yeah, plenty it was like time. a minute 40 or whatever. So just pointing out that they just used found all three it, timeouts. Yeah, I just think that it's it, the narrative surrounding the Chargers the last two seasons was that it was Joe Lombardi's fault. Joe Lombardi, you know, didn't know how to really put Herberts to his full capabilities. And, you know, when you look at numbers, the dude broke um, every single record you can possibly break passing. And the Chargers offense was explosive at times like yeah obviously they got shut out in the second half of the playoff game but i just don't i just think that that narrative that joe lombardi was Neither. the problem it's like dude the chargers have a lot of problems 
Justin Herbert is not one of them, but in back-to-back games, even though they beat the Raiders, he has been a problem. He hasn't been very good for two weeks, and that's something Bro. that's very rare to say about Justin Herbert because he hasn't let, been the issue. Let me let me let me get this straight. I, I think I heard what you said, and I, but I don't I don't want to do what you do to me. I don't want I want to make stuff up. I don't want to put words mm-hmm. in your mouth. Okay, so you're saying that the last guy was fired because they wanted to bring out the potential. And Justin mm-hmm. Herbert, correct? Mm-hmm. When you're smarter, you're so much smarter than that. So I don't want to attack you. I'm not going to mm-hmm. call you the D word because you're not. What mm-hmm. I am going to say, though, is you know they fired the offensive coordinator because it was too soon to fire the head coach. No, I'm just telling you, I didn't say me. I said the narrative around the Chargers was okay. that. I okay. don't believe That's that. Fair. It was He was That's clearly fair. scapegoated. Yes. I know okay. that. Okay. We all know that. Okay. Yeah, I've said okay. that on the show. I said the chart, the narrative around the country okay. was that it was Joe Lombardi's fault, even though By we all way, see yeah. night and week in and week out that Brandon Staley causes Rough. a lot more issues right. than Rough. Justin Herbert right. and Joe Lombardi did. And you're exactly right. They had to fire somebody, and it was somebody. too soon to hire to fire the head coach. Yep. By the way, the head it coach wasn't. Could, well, right. I mean, but, <laughs> for, they're for just, but, but we understand who they are. <laughs> right, Listen, right, right. Brandon Staley cracks me up. So bad. He cracks me up. So he looks like he's 12 years old. But you know what, dude? People will, wait, wait. people will respect me more if I look a little bit more experienced. <laughs> the fact that I don't even know if it's a real beard he, Bro, that he grew because the way you colored that beard, right? And he colored it. And he colored it. Therapist Brandon Staley on this show is hilarious. Well, it's dude. just it, you know what it is for me. He colored it's that just, beard, dog. I don't listen, believe it. There, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, if Brandon Staley <laughs> grew that beard and if he did no respect, way, bro. bro, respect, Ain't because no I can't, I can't grow that beard. That's a beautiful beard. That's a real man's beard. Me personally, I, not a real man. Can't grow. That's the first just for me, uh, gray beard I've ever seen in my right, life. Bro. Right. Just for men must have a product. Hey, yeah. do you have a really black beard? Do you, <laughs> do you want to show people that you're older and more uh. experienced and wise? Grow your own black beard, and we got a little gray wash for it. Yeah, I was say, I was saying last night. I'm like, look, this guy. Anything to look more anything. like experienced. Anything for yes. respect. Yes, Alex. I'm all over Brandon Staley. In over yeah. his head, over his skis, and every other phrase you want to use to say that this guy was not qualified for this job. Yeah, it, sure, but I didn't even really pay attention. I didn't even notice he had a beard until well, you, you see? said it right now. See, this is an yeah. observation. That yeah. uh, that I make that you mm-hmm. don't make. This is right. the difference, okay, right. between the way yeah. you see things and the way I see things. So little Brandon Staley uses right. just for men to grow a beard. No, not to grow a beard. To <laughs> make his beard. beard look gray. To make his beard look gray. Yes. Because that came out of nowhere, dude. That came yeah. out of dude, that much stress. Well, that's what. What'd you do during the bye week? I grew a beard. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Take yeah. a little gray man. And they even gave me an extra day because we played on Monday. So there you go. So look. I think that when you just look at the overall presentation last night, like the whole thing, you know, the cowboy uniforms in the all white look cool. The chargers look old school, sixties, AFL, Lance Allworth, cool uniforms. The stadium is incredible. You can hear the cowboy fans going crazy the entire yeah. game. There's celebrities at these games now, because unlike Taylor Swift showing up in Kansas city, which, Ooh, yeah, Taylor Swift, Jay Z is like, yeah, I, I live down the road and I Monday Night Football. It's an event. I like to be here. LeBron 
is wearing like gym shorts and the same hat he was wearing on the sideline the night before because LeBron probably just came from the gym right over to the game. I, I mean, thought he was a Browns fan because that's what he said on the shop on Thursday night. He was like, oh, I'm not a Cowboy did. fan anymore. I'm not a Cowboy fan anymore. Maybe. But then last night tweeted very much about like, oh, how about the Cowboys? Okay, good. Like and, and you know, you had Jimmy Johnson in the house last night because Jimmy Johnson's working for Fox. He's in L.A. the day before Michael he sticks Irvin. around. Michael Irvin is in, in a box yelling and screaming at Cowboy fans going crazy. I Lance mean, Bass. Yeah, what's that all about? Lance Bass hanging out with Merriman. Do like some reunion or something. I, why I, is Mer? Is he in like the owner's box, and that's why Merriman's with him? Why don't you? Ask oh, yeah. Did you not see Sean Merriman with Lance Bass? No, no. Dude, I sent you. I sent you uh, an Instagram link with it, and <laughs> you sent me a Michael Irvin Instagram. link. Oh, did I not send you the Lance Bass Merriman? Oh, dude. No. I saw him I with a sign that said, "I'm not Taylor Swift." <laughs> right. Who? Who said that? Lance, Lance Bass. Bass. Oh, Lance Bass, please. Bass, please. Bass. Right. Come on. Bass fish, please. So, it, you know, there yeah, was a present sign. This went no. viral as well. No, I didn't see it. Let me take a look. All right, here we're taking a look at it. Not yeah. Taylor Swift. This is Lance Bass. Yeah. I don't know who's sitting next to him. That's um, definitely not Sean Merriman. That no. Not Sean Merriman. no. <laughs> and, and, and it ain't Taylor Swift either. And that ain't Travis Kelsey's mom. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I, I thought I sent this to you, but it's on Instagram. And it's Merriman sitting there with Lance Bass. So Merriman tweeted something yesterday saying, like, Chargers better win. This is the last game I'm going to, like a threat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And here, I guess go. I guess he's not going anymore. Right. All right, I'm going to send this to you. You got to see this. This is like Merriman. <laughs> dude, dude, I thought you were hard, dog. Yeah, I thought you were bare knucks. I mean, you got to see this Instagram. With, dude, with there was Lance. so much stuff yesterday, dude. Like, Obviously, we're gonna get to it all, but the the fight before the game where Eckler got punched, like he got a little, he got jacked up. You know, it was Monday mm -hmm. night. Dude. Is that when he lost his helmet? Did he lose his yeah. helmet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had obviously all this stuff that we're talking about now. You had the game itself, and then of course, viral lady. Yeah, that oh, was to me the most disrespectful thing that anybody has ever done to the Chargers is the the that lady because. No one believed she was real. Thank you. <laughs> I, I was about to say, you know she was hired. She's a hired dude, actor. Oh my dude, God. here's the thing. What uh. other fan base in America has so little fans that when a passionate person is shown on television numerous times, this happens everywhere. The Jets, everywhere. Like, this happens everywhere. But because it's the Chargers, people are like, that ain't real. Yeah. Great actor. Right. Uh, the yeah. first, oh, they call her an NFL plant. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like you're right. how disrespectful is that to the Chargers that they yeah. had to come out today? Yeah, the organization come had on to talk to NFL insiders, get out and tell them that she is a real fan. They even released her name and that she's get a out of season here. ticket holder. Don't believe it. Pro Football Talk reports per the Chargers, the woman who went viral with her anticipation of key fourth and going reactions insists that she was and is a diehard fan of the team. Her name is Marianne Doe. Her husband, Tuan Pham, owns season tickets and rent on-field cabana suites multiple times per year. They asked the team's director of premium seating to release their names to push back on the perception that she was a hired actor playing the role of a rabid fan of the team. Oh, she's Get out of here. She's famous now, though, bro. She's famous. She's a meme. because that you, Chargers, just... The Chargers changed their avatar to her. Can you guys? Yeah. Did they really? Yeah. No, they did awesome. not. Yeah, did they, they did. really? 
Yeah, oh, that's you. hilarious. That's, that's good absolutely marketing. hilarious. That's good marketing and good social media work by that department. At least they right. won some last night. And I don't agree with them. I She may not be a, a paid actress, but she's a paid whatever. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I oh, love the so fact good. that nobody believed this. Oh. Nobody believed it. And you know how you know why people don't believe it? And by the way, it? people still don't. <laughs> well, you know, but you know why people don't believe it? Because here's why. They're like, wait a second. You mean to tell me that the cameraman and the director just sort of found this lady losing her mind during the Charger game, and they went to her once because it was a fan shot. Let's keep going back. She makes for good TV. Let's keep yes. going back to her. Let's let's keep going back. She's so nuts, and she's so into the game. Look at her. She's going crazy. <laughs> so, so because they kept going back to her, it oh. seemed like a plant, like as Hurt. if the Chargers and, and ESPN had said, and they talked to the director and like, listen, we really got to show people we have crazy fans. We're going to have mm -hmm. this woman. Here's where she's going to be sitting. Here's what she's going to be wearing. Here's what mm -hmm. she looks like. And then they and then they go, okay, great. We'll, we'll get it in. And it's mm -hmm. part of the show. You know, you're producing yeah. a TV show. I think what people don't realize is that that happens all the time. They show kids crying repeatedly. Like there are a lot of Cowboy fans that are memes because when the Cowboys lose at home, the faces of some of those fans, like they cut to them and they keep going back to them because yeah, you're correct. They find it's them. Right. It's a television show. And the point mm -hmm. is to capture the emotion as quickly and as, as raw and natural as you possibly can. That mm -hmm. was just so over the top. Yeah. It just didn't seem natural. Like the, it was awesome. The crying kid from Northwestern. Yes. Uh, Sister Jane, Sister Mary from that that school yes. Loyola Chicago. Loyola. Like, yeah. Like Sister Jean. Sister Jean. Like, well, you mentioned it, it, Fireman Ed in New in Fireman Ed uh, yeah. with the Jets. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then it just happens. Like, but if you watch any sporting event, they find a fan that's doing something. Yeah, and but they, they don't do keep like going there's literally over, over because no one's yes, doing that. Do. No one's doing that. If that people are doing that. Yeah, if people are doing that. Okay, so you believe it. So you believe she's just a real fan. She's not some paid actress. She's not some you know movie if promotion. Out, if they give out your real name, if they give out your real name, yes. Who's yeah. to say that's her real name? Yeah, well, the other, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. But the I, fact I just, that NFL I, insiders yeah, are asking the time about to yeah. confirm that yeah. this is a real fan. That's how bad it is, dude. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. All right, well, listen, we're just underway. I want to talk about the actual game itself because you talk about being a team that always finds a way to screw something up. I mean, that is the chargers and, and it's just fun to watch. And if you're listen, last night I went to my favorite spot. It's I always go there on Mondays and it's like, um, and I was wearing my charger hater shirt and the owner is wearing a Los Angeles chargers t-shirt and him and his buddy are sitting at the bar cheering for the team. And I'm sitting behind them cheering for the Cowboys. So anybody who saw that picture on Instagram, they're like, you're still so bitter. Get over it. No, dude, it's fun. Actually, watching the Chargers now is more fun because I'm just waiting for it. Uh, like 7 oh, nothing. You know I'm like, was, you know who was there rooting for the Chargers? Who that? I'll show you when we come back. All right. Stick around, everybody. Hey, great friends, Tuesday afternoon, Kaplan and crew. It's October 17th, and we're in the 7 Mile Casino Studio. 7milecasino.com is the website. You're ever looking for a great place to watch Monday Night Football, or maybe it's Sunday football, because, you know, it's the best brunch in South County, according to San Diego Magazine. 7 Mile Casino, great gaming, 
smoke-free environment, incredible location, seven minutes south of downtown San Diego off Bay Boulevard. Come on down and have some fun at 7milecasino, 7milecasino.com. You got any problems with gambling, you call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, I did not bet the game last night, but I will tell you this. I picked the Cowboys to win. I picked the Cowboys to cover. Should have bet the game because it definitely felt like the Cowboys were going to win this game by more than a point and a half. Thought it was a three-point game. Alex has prepared a ton of video for us and a ton of information for us from last night. I want to jump into it because the one thing I do want to focus on is how the Chargers got incredibly lucky down 17-10 to tie the score at 17, only to find a way to not only let the Cowboys go down and score the game-winning points, but then have the Cowboys finally wreck the entire night with their defense. Get to all of that on the way. All right, Grande, where would you like to start here this afternoon? Oh, man. we can Let's start before the game. It set the tone for the defensive battle that ensued, I guess, and the penalty-ridden game that, that happened. Uh, before the game, uh, a fight broke out, not mm-hmm. only in the stands – won't show those. Oh, really? There's a big the, fight in the stands? No, there was multiple. I mean, I didn't see Cowboys that. are in town, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, on the field as well. But I'm going to focus in on, on one particular person, Scott. Okay. Your favorite Charger currently on the team. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler took the brunt of what happened on the field yesterday. Courtesy of Dante Fowler. Boom. Directly. Shot to the face. Helmet flies off. And Eckler came in just to break the fight up. But he took the worst of it. So I want to see that again. I want to see it again. You, listen, let me let me tell y'all something right now. If y'all watching Ooh. this, let this be a lesson. I've said this on this show when we used to do fights all the time. Bro, don't walk into a fight unless you throw in a punch. Don't walk into a fight to break it up until you see both people are extremely tired and no more punches will be thrown. But if you walk into <laughs> a, a fully engaged fight to break it up, you might get caught with a strike. So therefore, if you ain't going in throwing hands, hands off. <laughs> and if you're five foot six, maybe not the smartest thing to be the guy to break it up. Well, now listen, I, I mean, know I know Eckler's tough when it comes to football, but when there's three hundred pound dudes and six foot five dudes fighting, and you're the one that's going to go in there and break it up like a little chihuahua, listen, tough and on, tough and tough and stupid, stupid can be mistaken for each other a lot. Hey, how yeah. about the slow motion though? And we're watching it for those of you that are listening on radio. The slow motion of him getting hit the helmet turning and popping up off his head and then the helmet bouncing around. Like show it one more time because in slow motion, it's actually kind of funny. Watch the helmet. Watch boom Boom. up in the air, up and over hits him in the back of the head. Now, like he's getting punches are being thrown. Helmets bouncing all around. Let's go to commercial. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, they they kept showing that too. They kept showing multiple angles of, of that, of that fight. So. Somebody ESPN had a camera about, on the field because there was somebody who was like in the middle yeah. of it all. Uh, yeah. which, which ESPN was all about that, all about it. You had uh, you had said before the last break, though, you know, who was at the game last night? Because I was mentioning Jay Z was there, LeBron mm-hmm. was there, um, Sean Merriman was hanging out with Lance Bass, um, mm-hmm. or at least for social media purposes. He would, that, you know what? I'll tell you something, man. Here we go. I find I just it's Here not Sean Merriman, it's not a Merriman thing, it's an everybody thing. You go someplace, right? You take a picture with somebody and like your thought is this person's a celeb or I can tag this person. This person can help me like gain followers or whatever. Like the other night when me and Browner were at that Drew Brees event, people were taking pictures of Drew and I totally understand why that is. I walked up, my my man came to say hello. Let other people take your time. I'll be in touch. But taking pictures to post all over social media. Now, last night, 
I'm wearing a Charger Hater Club shirt, and the other guy who owns the restaurant is wearing a Chargers Lover shirt, essentially. That's a funny picture. That's a funny picture. I'm wearing the Charger Hater Club. He's wearing the Chargers T-shirt. That's a funny picture. Alex, by the way, that's that Mediterranean Mexican restaurant. So oh, yeah. The, the uh, gas station? No, no. No, this is in Del Mar. I'll give them a plug because they're really lovely people. They make gyro um, fajitas? Yeah, dude. Uh, it's called Del Mar Seaside. It was pretty quiet last night. I, you want to hear a kind of interesting side story? I was, Monday night. The, I was talking to the owner, though, and she said, you know, we're Iranian. And people know that. Ooh. And she's like, and I'm telling you, all of a sudden, people aren't coming in. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. people, pe I'm like, people love your, like, to me, it's one of my favorite, like, eating restaurants. Like, just, just go to eat. Meaning the food is great. Everything you order is great. Service is excellent. You know, love the TV so I can watch games. I'm like, no. And she's like, yeah. Bruh, let me let, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the only way you can really have your voice heard is with your dollar. I had a dispute. I'm not going to tell you all 100% short truth. I had a dispute with a guy at a gas station once who owned the gas station. This was six years ago. Mm -hmm. The gas station is on Adams Avenue. It's mm -hmm. right off the 805. I haven't gone back since. And it was a dispute over a dollar. I think it was $1.34 to be exact. Never went back. And I mean, never went back. I've passed that that gas station on less than empty. I will push my car to the next gas station before I give this man a penny of my money ever again. So yeah, people, but, but people, people use their money. People use their money as their loudest form of speech. Yeah, but I think in this case, I'm pushing back, man. I mean, if okay. I, I I didn't know they were Ronnie, and I thought I didn't know where they were from actually. Um, I knew that they were Persian, Middle Eastern. I didn't know they were Iranian. Um, the fact that they're Iranian and that Iran is kind of like behind all of this terrorism between Hamas and Hezbollah. And I'm not turning this into a political discussion. I'm going right back to the game. But if people don't go to their restaurant because of that, that's that's really sad and unfortunate. And maybe I'm just naive and maybe it's just my what do we call it? White. What is it called? White privilege. White is that privilege. Yeah. Maybe it's just my white privilege that doesn't understand that <clears throat> that's the case. But everybody in that neighborhood is white. So where is everybody? You'd be surprised. On a separate, similar note, I mean, everything mm -hmm. in North Park on Mondays is closed. So, oh, really? I mean, people, oh, and maybe the things that are, the, thing, yeah. the things that are open, yeah, are are particularly empty. Like the only right. thing that had people in it yesterday was a sports bar. Yeah. Monday, well, Monday nights are a struggle for yeah. Everyone. I would think so. I felt bad last night when she said that to me. I felt really bad. Mondays and Tuesdays here actually. Yeah. Well, North Park visit. basically doesn't North Park basically doesn't exist on Monday and Tuesday. It's yeah. mad dead everywhere. All I can tell you is the food is phenomenal. Go visit them regardless of where they're from. They're nice, peaceful, wonderful people. Okay. Anyway, let me so get at back the game to the yesterday. Very yeah, surprising yeah. to see uh the new, I would call it, and I don't want to disrespect the people with the nickname. So uh, the new Mr. San Diego okay. Padre. Uh-huh. What? This was very surprising to see. Our boy. Joe Musgrove. Oh, yeah. Rocking the San Diego Charger hat. Uh, mm -hmm. Rocking the LA Charger shirt. Taking a picture with Scott's boy, LT. And LT's hat. Uh, that, that has bomb. That had flexing that. right there. That's I couldn't the tell right that there. was LT. I couldn't tell that was Ladanian. Um, well, yeah, you're blind. You, you, you yeah, you know you got to make it. You, know you got to make it really huge for him. <laughs> you to have to make that really big for me to see. I can't that. make that much bigger. That's about it. So, so look, so Joe Musgrove's a San that Diego kid. Nice. Grew up a Charger fan. You know, and, um, you know, still loves his Chargers, loves LaDainian Tomlinson. That hat that LaDainian was wearing was dope AF. I acknowledge that. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And you know what? A lot of people, they just, they don't care. They don't separate the two. You know, like last night when I was, I had that picture when I, with the owner of that restaurant and I had the Charger Hater Club shirt and he had on the Charger shirt. He said, you know, I hate the owner, but I love the team. So there's a lot of people who feel the exact same way. Me, mm -hmm. I don't separate the two. But for everybody that thinks that like, I'm still like super bitter, get over it. It's like, you're like a bitter divorcee. No, it's an entertainment outlet. That's all it is. I look forward to watching to see how this will happen, how this will get screwed up. And of course, I'm rooting for my Cowboys last night, you know? And I was loving the fact that, you know, Justin Herbert, for all the stats that he's put up, and Alex, you can put this slide up. In the clutch, for a guy who's got, I want to say, 13 career fourth quarter comebacks, he has not been very clutch at all this year so far. To... To Alex's point earlier about a potential regression, if you know, we'll see how it all plays out at the end of the year. Go ahead, Alex. Take us through these these final drive losses for Herbert this year. Yeah, so the three losses, he's had a chance to come back and win the game in every one of those losses. Week one versus the the Dolphins, uh, turnover on downs didn't get it done. Week two, three and out in overtime against the Titans didn't get it done. And then last night in the fourth quarter, threw an interception to seal the loss. So. In the three losses, the, the Chargers have had an opportunity and they have not been able to win the game. Yeah, this is the play, the final play that we're looking at right now. What's important about this play is Herbert, the, the pocket is collapsed all around. Play it again so everybody can kind of watch this again. The, the, the pocket is collapsed all around him. But on the previous play, he had not been sacked all night. And Aikman was just saying um, that he hadn't been, it was Buck who was saying he hadn't been sacked. And then literally on that play, that's when that he got sacked for the first time in the game and got crushed. And then on the next play, the play we were just looking at, the pocket has collapsed around him. He has nowhere to go, and he has to throw the ball kind of like off his right foot, and he, he winds up throwing an interception. It was a desperation throw mm -hmm. from a guy who'd been getting beat up all night for a guy who came in with – I mean, he had bandages all over his body, you know? So, Herbert, this and year – And this stat from Ed Werder. Okay, go ahead. What's this? Very fascinating. Mm -hmm. The interception Justin Herbert threw is his 13th career interception in the fourth quarter of a one-score game. Very baseball stat. Let me read that again. Justin God. Herbert, since he came into the league, has thrown 13 interceptions in the fourth quarter of a one-score game. Wow. That's five more than any quarterback in the NFL since he entered the league in 2020. So I'll read it again. Wow. Justin Herbert has 13 career interceptions in the fourth quarter of a one-score oh game. God. Wow. Bro, if you got to read the stat four times just to understand it because it's so wordy, whatever, Air Water. Get out of here, bro. The guy threw an interception. The game was over. You ain't got to – it's all on well, Tuesday. I mean, I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't have known that. The water's under 40 degrees with well, the ball heading in the north-south end of the – because that's the problem with sports, man. That's why you got guys going for it on fourth down and going to be losing their jobs. Like, you, when you're in the game, coach the game, you're in. Stop it with these statistics, man. No, the but nerds, think about this. But, but think about this. If you, if you were watching the game last night and the Chargers get the ball back and they're down by three and there's two minutes to go in the game, actually, there was a lot more than two minutes. There was 226, and they had no timeouts left, but they had the two-minute warning. If you have two minutes and 26 seconds and no timeouts, and you have Justin Herbert, and you've got Keenan Allen, you've got this sort of offense, that's plenty of time to go down there and get in field goal range to tie the game, and it's plenty of time to, to score a touchdown and win. To win the game. But what, yeah. but, what, but what I would have perceived 
would have been, oh, this is bad news, man. You just gave Justin Herbert the ball with 226 to go. That's bad news. Look at all these comebacks he's engineered. But what I didn't know was that when the game is tight, when the game is really close, he's turning the ball over. That's not a stat that I would have known. And while, yes, I agree with you, his explanation of it is a little wordy. What we what what that stat really tells us is when it's crunch time, when it's get tight time, Justin Herbert turns the ball over. He's not exactly Mr. Comeback. Look, man, for all the comebacks, all the comebacks he's had in his short career, look around the league at all the other quarterbacks who have these situations and they don't win the game. I can almost assure you that either it ended an interception or a fump or a strip sack. This is a classic Browner line. Yeah, I know. It's it's every Back it this up. Is, right. No, you just no said something evidence, that is just no a, metrics. Just, to, just to no whatever, data. Whatever we just said, you say the complete opposite with no factual anything. Come you on, just said that out loud. No, no, no. Because I'm <laughs> telling y'all. I listen, man. Listen. Look listen, it up. Listen, Give me bro. an Ed Water step, bro. Listen, bro. Listen, bro. <laughs> Ed Water worked for a place called ESPN. Ed Water got a lot of money. Ed Water got a lot of people who handpick and deliver these stats to Ed Water. Okay. I, I don't got that. All no, I can tell true. you is I watch a lot of games where I've seen Dak Prescott in the game on an interception. Okay. I've, well, I've seen a lot of games where I've seen Kirk Cousins in the in the game on an interception. I love no who you're comparing Justin Herbert to. I love right. that. Exactly right. our I've, point. I've seen yeah. Justin Fields <laughs> like in the team, game bad players. on an interception. Obviously. I've seen I've seen Josh Allen. I've seen Patrick Mahomes. I've seen uh, 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 the guy in Cincinnati. Right. All these people mm -hmm. in the game right. with an interception. I can't. So, for the record, I'd like to. I'd like to note it on the record to the judge. The first three quarterbacks that John Browner used to defend Justin Herbert were Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, and Justin Fields. For the record. Okay. Listen, oh, I could have gone to the better one. Now, listen to me. If you follow ESPN stats and information on Twitter. If you follow Pro Football Focus, if you visit any of those websites, you can very easily make a comparison and say, look, Justin Herbert, 13 interceptions in one score games in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Now, ask the exact same question for Dak Prescott or <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. I mean, oh, he got out the nerd goggles. I mean, Water did say five more than any quarterback in the same span. Uh, so he's the worst in that situation. Uh, Here he is. I'm at Water. <laughs> Uh, I'm Edward. Um, uh, uh, I'm Edward. Um, but if you if you look at all the quarterbacks in history and you multiply that by 473 and 13, and then you do the fourth quarter interception, and then you divide that by fourth quarter play, and then you divide that by interceptions ended in the game, and then you divide that by the amount of temperature and atmospheric air in the air, Justin Herbert has five more interceptions than anybody else. Miss the hell up. <laughs> Go on with that, man. Go on. The man do it. The man do an interception. The game is over. It happens, man. It happens. Go man, on, man. Shut the hell up, man. Go on, man. Oh, go, go on, Ed. Stephen B. Go, go on, Stephen B. Go on with yourself, Stephen B. Go on, Ed. Stephen B. Smith. Yeah. Don't bring Ed in the show no more. Come on. Don't bring Ed in the show no more. Yeah. It's, hey, listen. You know why he doesn't like Ed Werger, Alex? Yeah. Because Ed Werger was the guy that Coach Prime was going. Do you believe? Dude, no, 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 hell no. Do you believe or do you not believe? That was Ed Water last strike. What he yeah, just went on the show. It. I'm through with Ed Water. That's it. You're I'm done with him. him. You're done. I'm through mm -hmm. with Ed Water. I'm through with Ed Water. Right. He all he's all right. done. All right. Uh, first Alex, coach can we... Prime. First coach prime. No, I'm done with him. 
can we hear what Justin Herbolt had to say Shout after out to the Herbolt. show? A- after the show. I should say after the game. How about that? Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> yeah, like I said, they've, they've got a really good front seven. So we, we had to do our best and, you know, it didn't go our way um, on the ground today. And, um, you know, I, I think it's just a testament to how good they played. And, um, you know, I think we can do a lot better on offense. And um, especially at quarterback, I, I can play a lot better. So, um, you know, I, I thought the defense came up with some big stops today. Held them when we needed them to, so it's on us as an offense. Did you say you could play a lot better? Did you feel like tonight wasn't a, a good game for you? Uh, I missed a couple of receivers, threw some bad passes. Um, there's a lot left out there, so there's a lot to, to work on and uh, a lot to improve on. I would like to say to Justin Herbolt, I know you're a young fella, probably 24, 25, 26 years old. Clean it up, bro. I mean, you are the quarterback of an L.A. NFL football team playing on national television against the Dallas Cowboys. You go to the post game, bruh. I mean, I'm not saying you got to be like all decked out, like, you know, I mean, like, you know, three piece suit or anything. But man, come on. I mean, he's clearly sponsored by Nike. I mean, yeah, but come on, clean it up (laughs) a little bit, dog. The hat did have sweat marks on it, though. Like, you can't get a new hat. Let me say one thing. Let me tell you one thing about uh, something I saw last night, too. Uh, Quentin Johnson, first season as a rookie, bro. Kind of looks like he's a bust. Oh, well, also that, that looks Chargers, like a miss. I have another question for you. Did the Chargers pay the wrong receiver? Because Keenan Allen looks as youthful as ever. Woo! And Mike Williams cannot and Mike Williams cannot stay healthy, will not right. stay healthy. Right. Keenan Allen is having I'm not Damn. saying he's going to the Hall of Fame. I'm not. It feels it feels but, like it though. But no, no, but I'm just telling you, he's having because look, they haven't won anything throughout his career. That's what hurts him. But at that position, Keen, yeah. But Keenan Allen is having like just outside of the Hall of Fame kind of career. He's got the years. He's got the consistency. The he's got he's got the production. I mean, I can't take anything away from the guy. The guy is Man. really a true, true, true professional NFL and player. He was one of those guys who got hurt every year. And, and he's overcome that. And he's been far more consistent on a on a game wide appearance game wise. And now statistically his production is meeting his activity, man. That guy he's, was killing him last he, night. He's way under the radar. I mean, when yeah. you ask people who the top receivers are in the NFL, nobody says Keenan Allen. Never. And there's just nobody. I mean, he's just as professional as they come. I can't take anything away from the guy. And like Mike Williams makes the explosive highlight catches when he's on the field, but Keenan Allen's just there. Like yeah. when you watch that game last night, he was open. He was just he was, like open, he was open. being he was being Stephon Gilmore, who's been one of the best corners for a long time. And not maybe not so much anymore, but yeah, dude, you got a question. I know the thing is, Keenan was hurt last year, so I get, you know, his right. age. But man, he looks good this year. Keep keep it going for us. Let's let's hear from little Brandon Staley. Wow, um, who grew who grew a beard? A little old man. Brandon. How about bearded bearded Brandon Staley? Yeah, and then and then put some gray wash in the beard to make him look older and more mature. Go ahead, let's hear what he We're has to say. Driving down to to win the game at the end of the game. So I mean, that's a really good football team over there. I mean, they've won twelve games the last two seasons and gone deep into the playoffs. It was a high level game uh, between two teams that are really really good. So um, you know, I just think that we got to play the game a little bit more on our terms. And I think it starts with you know um, protecting the passer better through the run game, keepers action. You know, making sure that those guys don't get their you know ears pinned back and and are able to get off the rock because you know they've got a lot of good rushers over there. As the only Ears person with back, the beard, get off the rock. Just so like, but you, I mean, if you listen to him talk, it sounds like it was like a battle of the best teams in the NFL. But was, I will say yeah, this: as God as teams. the only person with the beard on the show, a that's a very full, exceptional beard. 
Two, it looks like he dipped his chin and used charcoal to me. Like that, I feel like he cooked barbecue, and you know how it's all white when you're done. And he was mm. like cleaning it. He's like, yeah. "Oh, hey, this looks good." Yeah, this looks right. Because it's just here. Me, it's just it's just on the chin. This it's makes me look a little more else. mature. Yeah, this yeah. makes me look like a a guy who's got a little bit of football wisdom to him. Even Let's though, even though I'm like where I should be right now in my career is like Division One Double A, trying to make my move up. You know, trying to. And then, and then five years from now, I'm ready for an NFL kind of job. This guy. You're such a hater, dude. Such a hater. You are such, such a hater. Such what did he ever do to you? Nothing. Oh, nothing. It's not personal. What did he, I know, but like, it's what did he business. ever do to you? Just, he's just a bad coach. <laughs> he's, just, he's just not a head coach in the NFL. Not yet. Stick around. Still plenty more to get to on this game last night. This is Kaplan and crew. Hey, everybody, want to take a minute here just to talk about some other great friend sponsors like Tory Holistics, Tory Holistics and California Holistics. Hold on one second. I was last week on Thursday. Um, Charlie was on from Tory Holistics, and I mentioned to him that I found in a sale this this product, this uh, this brand. I don't know who these guys are. I've never met them before. They're called Cold Fire Juice. If you like vape cartridges, if you like a high sativa vape cartridge, this is for you. Uh, this dude, uh, joyful and present. These are not paid sponsors. This is just all part of, of Tory and California holistics. There's another product I really like. So I'm just giving you some ideas here, um, on some products that I like you guys do your own thing. You save 20% when you use the promo code amazing at Tory holistics and California. Holistics. Alice, did you go down there yesterday? You said you were going down to California. No, I couldn't make it. I think maybe today or tomorrow for sure. All right, cool. Um, if you use cannabis products for sleep, for focus, for anxiety, for recreation. Do your thing, but save 20% at Tory Holistics and California Holistics when using our promo code AMAZING. Hey, one last thing. I so appreciate you guys sending me um, receipts on your bets on BetUS. You know, we did this deal with BetUS and they, they've been with us now for two years. And what happens is, is you generally get people to sign up at the beginning of the football season. You rarely get people to sign up once we're past like the five, six week mark of the football season. You guys are crushing it. Um, and I, I don't want to say who, but last night I got somebody who sent me a parlay. They took, they took the Cowboys, they took the Texas Rangers and they took the Phillies and they put the three teams together and turned like a $20 bet into like a hundred dollar win, something like that. So bet us, bet us.com 1-800 my bet us. If you're looking to play, let's get right back to it. Grande. Hey, great friends. It's Tuesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Want to say what's up to all of our radio listeners out there who are tuning in on 1090. Glad you guys are here. Traditional, old school, terrestrial radio. Still get in your car. Turn us on. And between 3 and 7 p.m., we're on every day on 1090. To all of our TV viewers tonight between 7 and 8 p.m. on Cox, don't forget about that Cox exclusive. You know, right in the middle of the show, we've got that 10-minute exclusive that's not on YouTube. That's not on radio. That's not on audio podcast. That's just on TV. So make sure you're with us on television. And to everybody who's watching on YouTube, all the chatlins, I love what you guys are doing November 5th on Sunday at Seven Mile Casino, having a birthday party for one of the greatest of the great friends, Joe Rigby. Let's do that. I'll see you guys down there. And um, everybody else who's with us, man, however you're listening, however you're watching, glad everybody's here. Okay. Rhonda, you asked me something at the end of the first or the last segment. You said, you know, why am I so nasty towards Brandon Staley? 
And I said, you know, it's not personal. You said, did he ever do anything to you? Nothing. I don't know the guy. You know what I think though? I'll be honest about it is I think that it bothers me when someone gets a job that they're not yet ready for. And there are so many other guys that are available and more qualified. You know, Browner, we talk all the time about, about, you know, black head coaches and not getting enough opportunity. Think about Brandon Staley. He had one year as a defensive coordinator for the Rams. One year. And he immediately was elevated to head coaching level because he just caught a little bit of a buzz. And there mm-hmm. were so many other guys around the league that have been grinding it out for so long. And, and I admit. Who are you talking personal. about? I, I admit it's personal <laughs> for me. I admit it. When, when my best friend has been an NFL assistant coach and an offensive coordinator and a quarterback's coach and a receiver's coach and a running back's coach. And you know what? The reason that you don't get a head coaching job is because your quarterback is Baker Mayfield or now is Deshaun Watson. And people think, well, you know what? Brian Dable, look what he did with Josh Allen. So that's what he's going to do with Daniel Jones. And we've seen that it doesn't exactly work. So, you know, nobody looks at a guy if he doesn't have a star quarterback. Nobody looks at a guy if he doesn't have a star defense. Staley had that. And he elevated very quickly and took steps way over guys that were much more qualified. And we see the results. So I guess in the end, I guess if I'm being really honest about it, this is a nice little therapy session for me. Yeah. It is kind of a little bit personal. He he's oh, it's a lot personal. He's not a good head coach, and he's not he wasn't ready. But I do want to remind you. Yeah, I do want to remind you. Yeah, for what's his? This is his third year. So for the last two and almost a half years, he's provided you with a lot of joy. Oh, I love the guy. He's provided you with a lot of laughs. Yeah, yeah. I want him to stay. Provided you with endless content. Right. Give him an extension. And and he's provided you. I'm in the station. With one of. I don't remember with the largest comeback in playoff history collapsed. Loved it. I love this guy. So if anything, you should compliment what he's done. The Great job, job that he's done. Outstanding. And send him a, like a bouquet of like edible flowers or something. You, you know? know what? You know what? No, I got a better idea. I'm going to send him mushroom life edibles. Okay. I'm going to send. Let me see what I got here. I'm going to send Brandon Staley. I'm going to send Brandon Staley immunity shield. Okay. Mm-hmm. Send him immunity shield. He Got needed to keep the haters off of him. I'm gonna send that brother mental energy. You oh, need that too. Dude. Being the coach Men- of the charges is draining. You right. Need a lot send of him some mental energy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna send him some more immunity shield, just in a smaller version. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna send a the travel send that case. Bro- I'm gonna send brother Staley mood support. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, he's, he's been in, he's been in bad moods better than good moods this year. We, we've seen them press conferences. He definitely needs some mood support. Thinking about these tinctures now here too. I got sustained mm. energy tinctures. Shout I got he, he needs to sleep. Mm. I got optimal sleep tinctures. Browner, you said these are the bomb, huh? Yeah, one hundred percent. The gummies and the tinctures. I got you the arousal at night. You think he sleeps at night when all those cowboys miss tackles? I got the arousal X drive right here. They call it the X drive. Oh, sex man. drop Saturday for Coach now, he, Daly. Now, Coach Daly might not need no sex drop Saturday. He might need steady room Saturday. He okay. might need something else to keep him up watching okay. the, the blown coverages in the red zone. Let's see what else I got over here. See that missed tackle on Dak when he ran for the touchdown? Or the, oh, dude. The, the Tony Pollard, like, 60-yard run? The Tony Pollard <laughs> run was incredible. Yes. Because there's almost like this weird thing that players do. Like when they wrap themselves all around you, they kind of just think, well, he's going to go down. down. It's, yeah. it's, it's just a better thing to do than I'm to keep, take, take the chance. Oh, look at Browner putting down those mushroom life products. What'd you just take? Boom. 
as always, daily focus because I'm out of the the uh, the brain one mm-hmm. and sustain and sustained energy. You know, my go to is sustained energy. Mm-hmm. Shout out. Shout out is right. Hey, Mushroom Life, L-Y-F-E, mushroomlife.com slash great friends. You save 50% on your first order. And so I would encourage you to, you know, try these products. If you take pills for sleep, if you take pills for focus, if you take pills for sex drive, if you're taking prescription pills, there is a plant-based medication made right here in San Diego County called Mushroom Life. And it's all taking the best of mushrooms and how people use them for medicinal reasons. So you can read all about it, mushroomlife.com. Slash great friends. Also, want to say one more off. thing about why you should thank Brandon Staley, and this oh, one yeah. just should not be should not go over your head so quickly. Is that because he took the Chargers job, mm-hmm. your buddy didn't get the Chargers job? Because imagine <laughs> if he was the Chargers coach, what kind yeah. of mental pickle you'd be in? Oh, dude! If if my BFF was the Chargers head coach, they'd be better. And I, and I had because you know I'm a I'm a Browns fan. Yeah, prior to that, I was prior to that I was a Bengals fan. Prior to that, I was a Packers fan. Prior to that, I was a Buccaneers fan. I mean, I where he goes, you're flexible. You're flexible. I, yeah, but if he all of a sudden <laughs> becomes a Charger head coach, you back. Yeah, now I got problems. Yeah, I mean, no, you the, don't. The, the no, you don't. The, no, you don't. Listen, this is what's gonna happen. When my man get that job, he's gonna say, "Yo, Scott, isn't this crazy? I'm the head coach of this, the Los Angeles Chargers. This is amazing." And then y'all go, he, y'all go hug. Y'all go embrace because you're going to be at the press conference. Y'all go hug. Oh, yeah. Y'all go embrace. Then y'all go do a little interview. And then after that, you know what's going to happen? You're going to bump into Dean. He's going to be on the show weekly. Yep, exactly. You're going to bump into Dean. And then you're going to shake hands with Dean. And you're going to go, come on, man, really? And he's going to go, you know, Scott, we've done a lot of things, man. You know, let's just move forward. And you're yeah. going to be like, all right, man. I'm gonna be yeah, like I'm this. Gonna I'm, gonna be like, I'm gonna be like this and be like, Dean, as long as my man is your head coach, we good. Cool. We cool. The day he gets fired is the day I come back. Because you know what's gonna happen. He's no. gonna have the job at least for four years. Now the good news is first contract is that's true. That's how long he gonna have that <laughs> you job. Know, that's true. You wanna know what the you wanna know what the best news is? His wife would never let him take a head coaching job in, in LA. Like they're they're real Pittsburgh people. Oh, come on though. But like Listen, he's not oh, listen, no I disrespect you, to your boy. No, no disrespect I promise to your boy. You. He's not champagne, right? He doesn't have the pick of the litter. Right. If the right. If, if if the Chargers come calling, no. and it's Five the only opportunity. And he's no. been running, he's been in this game 20 plus years. Come yeah. on, man. No, I know. I you guys are you're, te- you're telling me you. your boy, you're telling me your boy's getting Trey Turner, and you're like, I'm, no, you're going to the East Coast. I'm telling you, no BS, no BS. Uh, these are not these are not 30 year olds. These are not people that are, you know. Trying yeah, to hurry up and quickly climb the ladder. Yes, he wants a head coaching job. Okay, let me, I'm, proud of, I'm just telling you, you guys can argue with me all day long. I've I'm had the conversation many times. How about San Francisco? How about LA? How about this? They're like, no, dude, that she ain't coming for that. So let me let listen. Let, let me yeah. just let me paint this. Let me paint this scenario. And he may still say no, or she may still say no. And you've been fighting tooth and nail for 20 plus years to achieve a goal. And here they are now calling you, saying, hey, man, this is the call. Let's you rock and roll. Her- and you got Herbolt? Here's $6 million a year on the phone. Well, it'll be like right here's now. Me. It'll here's be me like on the one other and a half. Here's me on the other end of the phone, Brenner. Take the job. Take <laughs> the freaking job. She's not and coming you, with me. She, she says and, she won't move out to L.A. Take the job. We'll figure it out you, later. You hang, up, you hang up with your agent, 
You go in the other room, you tell your wife, you say, hey, baby, what's the, where do you want to live? What's the big, what's the best place you want to live? And she can go, you know, there's a place outside of Pittsburgh. It is absolutely lovely. And he would say to her, listen, we're going to get a mansion there, real big one. She goes, how we can't afford that? Well, I just got the job for the Chargers, so I'm going to get you this house. And you can stay in there all you want. I'm going to go coach this team. <laughs> you can fly out on Sundays and watch these games. And I and you can always, you know, we're gonna have a house there. We're gonna have a house. Just, and, she's and, lived in Green Bay, she's lived in Cincinnati, now she's living in Cleveland, and she come ended on, up man. in LA. All, come on, man. All, no, no, you guys are missing it. Help bro. your husband accomplish they're his all, dreams. They're all exactly they all are kind of like Pittsburgh. And that's that's who she is, that's who they are. But listen, we'll see. We're it's all hypothetical. Let's go back to the game. Let's that's go back wild to wild to me. That is so Here, wild. I, let me let me point something out in this game, though. I want to I want to take you guys to the fourth quarter of the game. And I want to make sure I get my timing right on this. So it's early in the fourth quarter. And the Chargers have the ball. Uh, because the, the Cowboys had just scored. Okay. Um, Cowboys take a 17 to 10 lead. Chargers get the ball back. And here's what they do. First and 10 at the 25. Incomplete pass. Second and 10. Incomplete pass, penalty on Dallas, five yards. So the Chargers, incomplete, incomplete, get a first down. Shotgun. Austin Eckler up the middle, minus four yards, second and 14. From the 26, pass to the right, pushed out of bounds for 15 yards. So they picked up, they picked up a chunk here. Um, but on that play, holding on the Chargers. So now it's second and 24, and the Chargers are backed up to their own 16. They go to Keenan Allen for 23 yards. Old reliable. Next play, Austin Eckler, five yards. Penalty on the Chargers holding. So now from uh, third and one, now it's third and 10. And now an incomplete pass. Do you understand? I, I just want to make sure we're clear. You just gave Justin Herbert and his new offensive coordinator, and all his skill guys, because Austin Eckler's back, you just gave them the ball down by seven, and they didn't do anything with the ball. In fact, if anything, one play, and then they just kept getting penalties. You talk about a team constantly shooting itself in the foot, but then here's what happens. They punt the ball on fourth and 10. Dallas has a player go bonehead and try and touch the ball. Chargers recover it. Chargers get the ball back. So the Chargers didn't do anything on the drive, and they got the ball on Dallas's 20-yard line. Everybody following along here? Does everybody remember this? Yeah. So far, so good. Okay. Now, first and 10, incomplete pass to Keenan Allen. There was pass interference. So first and goal at the Dallas five-yard line. Um, Two-yard run, and then an incomplete pass, and then um, a pass to Austin Eckler which only got them two yards. And now it's fourth and goal at the one and they wind up scoring the touchdown, but they couldn't do anything when they had the ball on the other end of the field, except get penalty after penalty after penalty, which backed them up. And then they punted in. If it wasn't for Dallas screwing up the punt, they don't have the ball on the 20 yard line. And then if it wasn't for a pass interference, they don't have it on the five yard line. And if it wasn't for Herbert in the last second scoring on fourth goal, fourth and goal, I mean, th this is kind of the, the situation they found themselves in. Yeah. Th they couldn't do anything right, and yet they were still in the game because they're a bad football team. Well, they were playing a bad 
a, a, an equally average football team, in Correct. my opinion. Correct. Dallas yeah. is nothing special. Yeah. Well, coming off a week where the 49ers got about 500 yards of total offense, scoring 40-plus points, you would expect you know, the Chargers, who some say are equally as talented on the offensive skill positions, to do something of that nature. And they got 270 yards of offense and looked like they really, if it wasn't for penalties, how many of those drives would you have stalled earlier? It was it was very confusing to see because the Cowboys defense, sure, when they play terrible teams, they look good. But when they played a really good team, they looked awful, awful, awful. So I was expecting a the first two drives, I think they both scored, right? It was like 7-7 seven, seven in the right. first quarter. And we're like, oh, it's going to be one of those. It's just going to be bang, 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 like because neither of these teams' defenses are up to par. And then yet it got ugly. It got it was actually kind of boring penalty. there in the middle for a while because it was nothing but penalties Rain but i flat. was i i i think to me what surprised me the most was their the chargers inability to even move the ball running with austin eckler back and i don't I, know if that i don't know if that's like him not being healthy or him whatever or maybe i'll just give some credit to the cowboys defense but that was surprising to me he did nothing he did I, nothing i thought he was worse than herbert by a mile because he couldn't do anything his burst, his burst didn't seem to be there. His vision didn't seem to be there. His timing seemed to really be off once he had the ball. He really had a hard time making guys miss because normally when he catches the ball in the flat, he makes the first guy miss, and that's what makes him so effective. Even when he's trying to run the ball between the tackles, he usually makes the first guy miss when he kind of runs through him and falls forward. None of that was evident last night. And the Cowboys' defense is good. It's not that good. Yeah. And so for him you know to what? not be able to, to to look like himself really made him look bad. So he might want to also start reevaluating his. Oh my 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 fingernail hurts. I'm almost sit the next couple of weeks out. Yeah. You, you know the thing is is that you we've talked about this a hundred times on the show so far this year. Brandon Staley's supposed to be a defensive coach. Yeah. And, and and you're supposed to be the strength of your team should be your coach's specialty. Yeah. The Chargers defense is like dead last in pass defense. And um, think about this. You, you, you scored. Remember I, the whole drive I was telling you about, you know, where they, they couldn't get out of their own way, penalty after penalty, punt, get a lucky break, penalty, they score a touchdown on fourth down. On the next drive in a 17-17 game, Cowboys could take their time. Because even though the Cowboys offense isn't like awesome and great, they had a four-minute and 50-second drive, 14 plays, 54 yards, Take the take the lead with the field goal. Fourteen plays, your defense can't get off the field. Yeah. So, listen. Um, since we're talking just about the actual X's and O's of the game, I'm with you guys. Uh, Dallas isn't very good, and the Chargers aren't very good. And when I listen to Brandon Staley after the game, tell me, hey, those are two great teams, and they're out there battling. And I don't see it. I that didn't way. see that. I didn't see I that. I didn't see it either. I Nobody did. That. Yeah, I didn't see that the, the way he described it. And yeah, like you could talk about how much pressure Justin Herbert was on and how that infected the game and impacted his th ability to throw the ball. But I just didn't see two excellent teams playing each other last night. I just didn't. I felt like they were two. I've said it. I said it in the beginning of the show. Two mediocre teams doing mediocre things. Like that's the way I saw that game. I didn't see it any other way. I don't think either of these teams have any chance of winning a Super Bowl. I think probably one of them gets in in the playoffs, but that's about it, man. I didn't see elite 
skill no. level on no. either side of the ball for either mm -hmm. team. You know, we no were way. talking about this yesterday, how the Rams have gotten themselves to three and three. And when you look around the NFC and you go, okay, San Francisco's five and one, Philly's five and one, Detroit's five and one. Those are your three best teams right now in the NFC. After that, the Rams are three and three. The commanders are three and three. Cowboys are four and two. Truth be told, um, Rams have proven thus far they can't really play with the Eagles or the Niners, but I don't think there's a lot of difference between the Cowboys and the Rams. I don't think the Cowboys are significantly better than the Rams. I'm not sure the Cowboys are significantly better than than Washington at well, I guess this point. We'll find out next game because they play each other. Good. Cowboys and Rams. Yeah. But I listen, I I just think that dude, like people want to want to be like, "Oh, this Cowboys defense is great." Yeah? Then why was Keenan Allen so wide open on two wide like missed throws by Justin Herbert? Wide open. You know, wide, if Justin Herbert open. makes those throws, are we talking about how how media how great that defense is? Probably right, not. He, if he makes those throws, that game ends 28 to 17. Like I mean, it, that's how open that the first throw that you showed on uh, replayed on the show. That's how open Keenan Allen was, yeah. and he just missed him. So the, everybody misses throws. This wasn't. I thought the Chargers' offense would have been better than the uh, the Cowboys' defense if Justin Herbert had been able to complete a couple of those throws because it has shown his ability to kind of hit the open man while in stride. But I think the yeah. injury played a large part in it, and then the Chargers' inability to block on the right side of the offensive line. Was just atrocious last night. And I, well, and then the and then really five sacks by the Chargers defense. When that happened? Yeah, was I saw the first five, one. It was quite as five sacks I've ever seen. I saw the first one. When Khalil what, was Mack that the that Khalil Mack? Sack. Yeah, the Khalil yeah. Mack sack. We knew you saw that one. And that was the last one. <laughs> that was the last one. Fitty Deuce. I love how I love how he's like the second in sacks on the season just because he got six in one game. In one game, right. yeah. Right. One team. monster game. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what was the video that you had though of the uh Spanish speaking broadcast? And when when yeah. um when Dak Prescott scored the touchdown, you could kind of see from their angle. What was that video all about? So there's a totem pole of or pyramid, whatever you want to call it, of like who gets priority to broadcast from where, right? Yeah. So Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, they get the best seat in the house. Right, 50 yards. And then line. it probably goes to like, you know, other other television affiliates, and then it goes radio below that. And then I guess there wasn't enough room or broadcasting booths because the Cowboys Spanish play-by-play -play guys mm -hmm. got thrown into the general press box. Oh, awesome. With oh. every other press person. Like, you know, if like uh, whoever you want to name, Bill Plaschke is sitting right next to them. Yeah. And they had to call the game in Spanish in a quiet place. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, if yeah. you're in that press room and you know how uptight those guys are. Oh, my God. If you're in that press room and it's a Spanish-speaking broadcast doing play-by-play -play and you're trying to hey, watch wow. the game and focus and write and everything. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. So funny, I thought Because I've way, been into some press boxes in, in other countries, and that's not a rule where you got to be quiet in other places. Or if, if, like, Team Mexico comes to America and Mexico's playing, dude, there's cheering, there's yelling. But here in America... Press boxes are quiet and nobody reacts to anything. I always wanted to be in a press box because I thought it was cool. And then I got up there and I was like, Worst this place is to watch a game. sucks. I got to yeah, get yeah. out of here. I know. It does suck. It does.
Oh, man. All right. Stick around, everybody. Listen, we've been talking about this pretty much all day. I mean, lots and lots of reaction and overreaction on the Chargers and my team, the Cowboys, last night. Cowboys winning Monday Night Football. Stick around. Plenty more to get to. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios here on Kaplan and Crew. Hey, everybody, it's Tuesday afternoon. Kaplan and crew with Grande and the Brown Man. Today is October 17th. We're in the Seven Mile Casino Studios, sevenmilecasino.com. Hey, you know what? One thing we were just talking about real quick was the uh, Cowboys Spanish-speaking uh, radio broadcast. Mm -hmm. And I guess the Chargers public relations did not accommodate them with a private booth to do their broadcast. And in, a, in an NFL stadium, like you said, you know, Joe Buck and Trikman are going to get that 50-yard line seat. Um, Kevin Harlan and uh, Kurt Warner are probably just down the hall a little bit. And it's yeah. become customary to um, take those media seats um, and those broadcast booths and turn them into luxury suites and move right. the broadcasters. Like it's in like, Dallas, just as a, by yeah. the way, Dallas Westwood one, which is, you know, the national radio broadcast, dude, they're way up top in the corner of an end zone. So they don't have like this great in, in Chicago, terrible location for like the, the network radio. Yeah, yeah. So, so when you, when you look at like where they put these guys, not only did they not have the, a good vantage point of the game, but they also were in the middle of what's a library. Um, it, it just yeah. reminds me, it just reminds me of this story really quick. Do you guys remember a few years ago, probably about 2018 ish, 2017. I'm trying to remember what year it was. The chargers had left San Diego and we were like, we got to cover the whole league now. We got to not just cover one team. We got to cover the whole league. So we decided to create this, uh, this group of fans, 32 fans, and each fan covered a different NFL team. Mm -hmm. Alex, do you remember that bit? Yeah. What was that called? What did we, we, we had like a the name great friend sports it. network, great friend sports network. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And we literally, GFSN. and we invited 32 people to be reporters of teams and we invited mm -hmm. them all to the radio station and we walked them through it that night. We go, here's what your assignment is. And everybody's like, I can do this. I can go to ESPN.com. I can go to profootballtalk.com. I can go to sixscore.com. I go to any of these websites, get information and then call the show and be the reporter for that team. So Don Benson, longtime great friend. You guys know Don. Don was the Rams reporter. He's a lifelong Rams fan. Don calls, I don't remember. Oh, Don calls the radio station one day and gets Mike von Glickenhaus, the general manager of the radio station, gets him on the phone. Don doesn't call me, ask me to help. He goes right to von Glickenhaus. He says, hey, I'm Don Benson. I'm the Rams reporter on the Great Friends Sports Network. I was wondering if I could get a credential to go to the game. This is at the Coliseum. The Rams are playing the Coliseum. Mike is like, I don't want to freaking deal with this. Who the, what the hell is he talking about? He hands it over to Joe Tatino. Tatino is in his office. This is Joe Tatino, right? And Don's on the other end of the phone. He goes, hey, Joe, it's Don Benson, a longtime listener. Um, I'm on the Great Friend Sports Network. I cover the Rams. Glickenhaus said you would be able to get me a credential for the game. So Joe, I don't know why. This just doesn't seem like Tatino. Joe's like, I will handle it. I will let you know. And Tatino hangs up. Tatino gets a, a, a credential for Don Benson. Don goes to the game. He's the Rams reporter for the mightier <laughs> at the time, the mighty 1090. And he's got a credential. Now his wife doesn't have a credential, Lori, but she's a really attractive lady. So when they go places, he's got a credential. He's with the hot lady. They just kind of let her go. Dude, he goes to the Rams game. 
He shows up at the press box. He's got his credential. She doesn't. He talks her in. The two of them go sit down, right? They they decide to sit in Sam Farmer's seat because Sam Farmer of the LA Times, for whatever reason, wasn't at that game. But the two of them don't realize, we're in the press box. It's a library. They got Bloody Marys. They're drinking. They're screaming. They are fans in the press box. And, bro, the what? Rams PR, the Rams PR calls us. Oh, yeah. And they, do you remember this? Yeah, it's my first impression. First impression of Don Benson, dude. So I remember the I remember the outside portion of the story. I've never heard the details Mm -hmm. of this. This is awesome. Yeah. So I I think I came back. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. Well, so long story short is that Don got a legitimate credential because Glickenhaus didn't want to deal with it. Handed it to Tatino. Tatino thought that's what his boss was telling him to do. So Tatino booked him a a credential. Don showed up credentialized. Lori, his wife, didn't have a credential. They go in. They pick like one of the most high profile writers to sit in his seats. And the two of them are drinking and partying and cheering like fans. And then the calls came from the Rams PR. Mm -hmm. What? The hell was that? Yeah. It was brilliant. And let me tell you, when when the radio station tried to blame it on me, they literally tried to pin this thing on me. Yeah. I I was like, no, brother, I didn't book the credential. I didn't tell him to go into the media room. I didn't tell him to sit in Sam Farmer's seat. Somebody here got them a credential. And whoever that person is, that's the person responsible for the unprofessional media, unprofessional media behavior in the press box at a Rams game. I ain't got nothing to do with it. Yeah. And I remember when that happened, because it was very early on, very, very early on in the whole great friend sports network thing. Yeah, I told Scott, I was like, that's done. We're done. I'm not doing this anymore because anybody associated with that can now go anywhere they want and say they're affiliated with us. And I was yep. like, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to be responsible for who knows what happens after this. Like the- we had dudes in Tennessee yeah, dudes in Cincinnati. We had dudes yep. like all across the country, and I was like, "I'm not doing it, man." But here's a here's Scott the, thought it was brilliant, so we kept doing it. Here's the <laughs> other funny. Here's the other funny part about that. So, I was on the other side at the at the time this was happening. So I heard the other side of these conversations, and man, listen, Shep Litz got up talking to. I think it was talking to Sergio about it at the time. Litz got up so bad, I was like, "Yo, nah, that's is that what really happened?" They were saying that Scott sent this guy down to cause a scene in the press box, and we can't believe it, and blah, blah, blah. Bro, they threw you under under multiple buses, all leaving the stadium, all in the tunnel. And then so, and that's why I'm saying hearing this side of the story, the actual details of it, is hilarious because the only thing I knew about that story, I didn't even know it was Don and Lori. The only mm-hmm. thing I knew about the story was that somebody from the GFSN got press passes because Joe Titino, by the way, who I also heard a portion of this story from, never said that he gave, he called to get him passes. Never, (laughs) never. He said that they called the Rams and they got press passes and they said they were from us. Mm. So I would say it actually took me like two or three. I would say it actually took me like two or three in-person meetings of Don and Lori Benson for me to change my mind about them because of that story. Like I didn't know them. I've never met them. And the first time I met them, I was like, oh, it was you two? Like, I was just looking at them like, you guys, what's the matter with you people? Like, that's the way I look at them. And now I know them, and I'm like, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I kind of get it now. Well, you know what? Let me yeah. tell you something. 
Um, shout out to this. Shout out. Shout to them. out. Shout out to Don and Lori. I'm, I'm actually looking. Cause chaos. I know. You get I, a chance. I gotta find. I gotta find that picture. I can't believe I don't have it here. Don's definitely uh, got a, a lot of Scott in him. He can talk his way into anything. Yeah. Yeah. He can. He's got that uh, in him. Don sent. Don and Lori sent that great picture from last Christmas of the three of us with Billy Ray and Linda. That yeah. was a great picture. I got. I have it. I want to put it up on my wall. I don't know where it is. I got it. It's here somewhere. I promise you it is. Anyway, listen, um, Don and Lori, screw that. And by the way, Mike Shepard, I don't know what ever happened to Mike Shepard. He was the program director at, at 1090 back in the day. And he was one of these super uptight, stiff suit guys Ooh. every day, Ooh. shirt, tie, you know, like Mike, it's, it's a more casual environment. You don't need to wear a shirt and tie, but he, by wearing a shirt and tie, he was essentially telling us I'm your boss. I'm older and this is the way I dress. And he would always wear these super tight shirts where the collar would kind of come up because they were so tight <laughs> with the tie. And I don't know whatever happened to him, but I'll tell you something. That guy, you talk about like the ultimate company guy. This is not a compliment. He was the ultimate company guy. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a compliment. Dude, he did whatever they told oh. him to do to save his own ass time and time again. He was just one of those kinds of guys. Not saying he's a bad guy. Welcome to no, Ray. not at all. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know whatever happened to my man. I don't know what happened to a lot of people over there. But yeah, a lot of characters. Yeah, dude, hey. it's funny. He wasn't. He was like in a suit and tie every and day. Like, and you had dudes in a studio in basketball shorts. You had like right. Celio he, in there. He, fucking. He, he did not believe in <laughs> casual <laughs> Friday at all. Celio's uh -uh. in sweatsuits. Yeah, and, and, like, he, and, and he's like having slides. daily meetings, daily yeah. meetings with Shepard about what I to know. talk about on the radio. Hey, um, before we get to Gary Cooper, who's going to be with us here in a minute, and Gary Cooper is celebrating his 20th year in business. So everybody stay with us because I think there's a really big moment, really big moment for him. You know, just and you guys have been supporters, you guys have been clients, you guys have been friends, you guys know him. Um, Gary's coming up in a minute. Go to our NFL picks because now that the week is over, um, this is the first time I can remember that our five picks. Or was it our four picks? Four picks all turned out at two and two. We were all 500. 100. That puts Alex in the lead at 12 and seven. I am uh, three games behind at nine and 10. And Browner at eight and 12. So we're all pretty close, but Alex has that winning record. So if you're going to yeah. put your money on anybody's picks, put them on Alex's picks. Hold on. For now. For now. Hold on. Yeah. I think I messed Browner's up. Browner no, went one and three. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Browner went one and three. That's a typo on my end. Oh, Browner's come on. seven and thirteen. First of all, first of all, first of all, you've never made a typo on this show, so I doubt you will start making them now. He makes a lot of typos. I point him out. I'll call him before the show. I'll go, "Hey, this is a typo," and he's like, "You're a dick," and I'm like, "Why?" <laughs> no, I say you're a dick on on camera. Yeah, I and I'm like, "Oh, thank you off air," because that's when you should do it. You shouldn't oh. wait to tell me here. Well, sometimes I screw up. Also, yeah, you know. Anyway, all one right. One and three, Browner. <laughs> one and, come on, Big Brown. Come on, man. Get it together. Come on, Big Brown. Do better, dog. I'm trying, dog. I'm trying. This ain't I'm, my, this ain't, I'm new to this. I'm new to this. Uh, all right. We're, we're going to get back to a lot of the Chargers and the Cowboys and the aftermath and all that is being written, reported, talked about, and so on. We'll get back to all of it coming up. But let me just see here. I think, is Gary ready to go? Mm-hmm. All right, good. Browner, I'm, Gary, Browner, you look especially radiant this morning. Yes, he is. I ain't got no hat on, pimping. Yeah, that's that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. Hey, I want to take a minute in today's show to uh, make a left turn. I know we've been talking a lot of Chargers today and their monster uh, victory last night. And I say victory like for me, watching them fall and fail is victory uh, in front of all those Cowboy fans and SoFi. I, I know we've been talking a lot about that. 
But we've been mentioning that coming up, our man Gary Cooper and Mountain Trust Realty about to celebrate their 20th year in business. And today <laughs> is that anniversary. Today is that day. <laughs> Gary Cooper is here. Coop, I'm telling you right now, man, any person who can be in business for 20 years, that's worth celebrating. And we've been together for practically the entire time, even more worth celebrating. Congratulations, Gary. How are you, man? I'm doing okay, and I really appreciate it. I really do. I tell you what, um, I think when I go to get my hair cut every time, I always ask, so which side is winning to the race to the back of my head, home or work? And right now, it's a dead heat. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way it is, huh? One side of that is home, one side yeah. of that is work? It used to be home, but then work caught up. And, and I mean, obviously, we all know the market has really slowed down. I mean, there's times when I see for the first time in my 20-year career, tumbleweeds blowing through the office. But you know what? It's still a good time to buy. It's still a good time in this market. People just aren't used to where the interest rates are. But more than anything, what I got to say is that I can't tell you how much I appreciate where I started from and where I'm at now because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my beliefs, values, ethics, and my friendship with you, Scotty, and you boys, because honestly, I mean, I can't tell you how much I appreciate our friendship over all these years being on the station. I certainly miss BR, of course, but the the listeners of your show over the years is what's kept me in business. And it's because I really take things personal. I really want to make sure everybody has a good experience. I pride myself on my ethics. I train my loan officers. I train my realtors to do everything the same way so that we're consistent. And I fall back on the fact that I'm so grateful for the listeners over the last 20 years um, with your team and, and your show and everything. And I, I, I can't say enough about it. It's the listeners that have kept me in business and gave me their referrals and allowed me to earn their business. So thank you, boys. When you are in business for 20 years mm. and, you, and you see some of these clowns come and go with the gimmicks and the tricks uh, and then they, yeah. they, start, they start hot and then they fizzle out. Do you find it? Did you just have a cup of coffee and just laugh to yourself? I don't ever get a. You know what? I do have my coffee. Oh, that's one. We got one. But I rarely get to laugh about it because I take it so serious sometimes. I when I started in this business twenty years ago, I was one. I think over a hundred. One of my friends told me this, and I don't remember the exact statistic. But when I started twenty years ago, there was over a hundred and. 40 brokers or something in the San Diego County. I'm only one of four left. Come on. Mm. There's only four a, brokers? What does that mean? Like, why are there only like, four? So you're because like one of those godfathers. Like, if, if it was the four families, like, you one of the four families. So you're a gangster at this point you, in this you were made. You a made man. You a made man, bro. <laughs> I tell you what, it's, but again, so many companies have either folded because for various reasons or they didn't make it through, you know, the last crash that we had. I mean, there's various reasons. A lot of them just simply closed their doors or moved on or they merged companies and stuff like that. But as a company, Mountain Trust Mortgage Services, Inc. and Mountain Trust Realty, I've been a solid 20 years here. And, and like I said, I'm only one of four. They're still standing. And two of my buddies are right behind me. Cause I started ahead of them by a year or two, but at, when I started, I'm only one of four to my, according to them where I started, where I'm at now, there's only four of us. Wow. Hear that Browner started at the bottom. Now we're here. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. You I don't know if I ever made it. I'm just well, surviving. <laughs> well, hey, you know what, Gary? 20 so years my, making it, man. Yeah, Gary, bro. Gary, listen, man. I, my, I have this one um, this one advisor on my, my other company cited, and he always tells me, he says, celebrate every victory. You yeah. Know? And the fact is, is that when you make it in business for 20 years, you know, like you, you have done something right. And while you may not be living in a $10 million mansion or driving a brand new Rolls Royce or whatever you saw that, that would signal your ultimate success, you know, the grind every day, the, the putting one foot in front of the other, the, the journey itself is really um, what we get too caught up in every day that we don't celebrate those little successes. And, you know, you're right, right? This time right now, people trying to buy houses, it's hard out there. Because oh, yeah. there's no inventory, Gary. I right. mean, I, I have a friend of mine who sold a company, right? Made a lot of money. He's renting a house right now for 20 grand a month. He's trying to buy a house. He's he's trying to buy. And by the way, he's I'm talking expensive house, 3 million, 4 million. He's trying to buy. There's no houses to buy right now. You know? Well, help me. I'll help him out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, but I saw so, that spinning house in La Mesa's on sale. Yo, <laughs> hey, a house that rotates 360. You see, no that? way, no, yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. Yeah, really, how much? I don't know, but I saw a TikTok about it. The dude explained how his house worked, and I was, I just <laughs> over my head. Anyway, was, Gary, the point I'm yeah. trying to make is, is like, I know this is a tough time in the business, yeah. you know, and it's a tough time to be looking to buy a house, it's a tough time yeah. to be considering selling a house. So, it's, it's tough in the industry. You're making it to 20 years today. I'm just celebrating the success. I don't care what you say. Well, I appreciate Shots it. Shots of fireball, baby. Let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Just like you did for your, uh, when you got your house. It was yeah. the tequila. I tell you what, here's the one thing that I'm most grateful about having my own business. And I, and I can even pan my wall over here for you just so you can see. But my entire wall is completely covered of all my kids' sports. And then I coached football, wrestling at Poway. Girls softball, EGSL. See, oh, once he, what? no, you know what he did? No, he, rotate. He tried, he, no, don't move your camera, dude. Okay, I know. Because I, you see, because here, here's what Al, Alex and Brown are go. It's only you and Gary, you two old guys that have these problems. But I swear to you, this software we use, if you move your microphone, if you move a wire, your camera goes out. Gary's Please. on okay. an iPad. He's got, well, he's got different, different right. issues. Well, right, but just that little movement cuts out the camera. It's a okay. flaw, oh, dude, God. in the software. It is. Look, 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 I've got friends that traveled the world for their jobs and they never got to watch their kids grow up. So I tell you what, hands down, no matter whatever happens, I got that going for me. Oh, brother, <laughs> tell me, tell me all about it. Every second I get that I can put into my daughter who's yep. graduating high school, I'm doing it. Look at him. He moved his camera just for one second. Every second I get, Gary, Friday night, I got off work. I went right to a high school football game. Not that she's playing in it. She's like the ASB leader with the microphone. You know what I mean? No <laughs> surprise. Right. Saturday morning, soccer game. I'm there. Yep. Um, yesterday, she was playing in a flag football game for her high school. I got there just, just to be there to, to take it all in. Because the fact is, like your friend, I'm the guy who can't get there more often than not. 
You know, hey, by the way, girls flag football. I think that's awesome. That it's amazing. And these flag chicks, football is going to be an Olympic sport. No, it's it's growing. You guys growing. don't understand. I saw yesterday Torrey Pines High School take on San Diego Academy in girls flag football. And these chicks throw dimes. Yeah. And these girls make incredible catches and moves. And I'm only uh, I'm only it's just a shame that girls high school flag football wasn't five years ago. Because my other daughter, Jillian, who's the soccer player, dude, she would have been Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. You feel me? Patricia yeah. Mahomes, Browner. Uh-huh. <laughs> Slanging that thing. Slanging that thing. All right, okay. All right, Gary Cooper, congratulations on 20 years of business. And let's let's keep it rolling to 21. Let's get everybody, if you're interested in buying a house, if you want to talk about what it is to buy a house in this market, with these interest rates and why it's still a great time, call Gary, 858-376-1299, 858-376-1299. My man is standing by, ready to go. Yeah, yeah, phone's right here, ready. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, we love you, buddy. Congratulations to you and your family Congrats, and your Gary. team. Love you guys more. Thank you so much for the friendship and support and all the listeners. I can't tell you how much I appreciate you all. Thank you. Hey, you got it. Hey, look, all radio listeners right now on 1090, stay right where you are. We're going back to the Chargers and the Cowboys and the disaster of Monday Night Football coming right back. All right, guys, time to get uncensored around here. Um, That was a great night. You know, like I'm not paying attention to baseball at all. Like no boy, regular season Monday night football game and granted Chargers Cowboys. So, you know, there's that, you know, the storyline that I love, but, um, you know, I do know that Philadelphia won on Bryce Harper's birthday. I, I think, um, I, I know Texas is up to nothing over Houston. And if Bruce Bochy, let me tell you something. If Bruce Bochy and the Rangers go on to win the world series, just if, if, if just think about that. No, thanks. Just think about that, that (laughs) that you could have probably had him back, but there's one thing that the Padres have that Bruce Bochy won't work with, and that's an overbearing general manager. I don't remember the specifics of it, but was he willing to come back? Well, when I say was he willing to come back, let me rephrase. Bruce Bochy was interested in being the manager of the Padres. Mm -hmm. Bruce Bochy was not interested in working for A.J. Preller. There you go. I think he 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 made the right choice for him. He got to work with some people he was familiar with and probably better enjoys their company. And lo and behold, look at what you got. So well, the other part know. of it is, Browner, to be honest with you, you know, let, let's say he's making five million dollars a year as their manager, and I don't know what the number is. Maybe it's more. Um, you know what? I'll go down to Texas, I'll work for a few years, I'll make a bunch of money, I won't pay all that state income tax, and then eventually I'll move back to Poway. I mean, you're making if you make five million for the Padres or five million for the Rangers, big difference. Massive difference. Seriously. So property tax difference, but nevertheless. Well, I'm, I did I'm just watch. Saying, uh, I did watch some of that game yesterday. Quite a bit of that game actually yesterday. I didn't watch it. Yeah. Either. And it always, uh, it always gives me great delight to see Jordan Alvarez crush home runs, not in a Dodgers uniform. Mm-hmm. That would have sucked. Traded yeah. him for a reliever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell you what, though, um, Philadelphia. There is like you know, if there's one team that I could like say i think there's an energy around them there's like the fans are going nuts the players are like engaged with the fans they're all a bunch of like you know long-haired bearded characters say it. team you know? of destiny 
I mean, I don't know if they are nah, yet. Or not. Man. I don't know. It was rock, they were rocking last year like that when they beat the Padres. Like that stadium just rocks in the playoffs, yeah, man. Yeah. And that fan base. That fan yeah, base. Kelsey Brothers in attendance. Right. It's a different place, man. It's a different place in the postseason. So shout out to the people in Philadelphia for, yeah. for living up to reputation. Yeah, shout Maybe out to Philly sh- fans. You know, we're it was a different place here last year. We just didn't we just don't get it continuously. Facts. <laughs> yeah. And we only I have think... and we only have one team to create energy. In Philadelphia, they got between, you know, what's going on with the Phillies, what's going on with the Eagles. You mentioned the Flyers, their, their the Sixers. And their and their MLS soccer team last year mm-hmm. was in the finals. So they got it all. Yeah. So just give us one. We'll we'll, mm-hmm. we'll take a one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'd be good. Gotta be good. Give us something to cheer Rangers, about. Rangers Phillies would be an excellent World Series. Yeah. I would love. I that. would watch. I would watch some of that. Yeah, yeah. Rangers yeah. Phillies be a good World Series. You got two. You got Astros. two like slugging, slugging teams with big names, right. tons of money. Yeah, I don't know about the Rangers fan base. I guess we'll see that game three how they how they turn out. But that'll be that'll be dope. All right. Look at, look at that. Look at that. The last two baseball teams are high payrolls. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well. Funny we'll how see. That works. It, it, it hasn't well, happened yet. Game. It's one game. Yeah, it hasn't happened yet. I mean, <laughs> the Arizona. Diamond, the, the Diamondbacks look like they suffocated last night. Mm. Yeah. Well, listen. Let's uh, let me say this. Um, have everybody have a great rest of your day. We're back tomorrow. Um, we are taking Friday off this week. Actually, yes. Browner, I think you're taking Thursday Browner's off, off too. Thursday too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we get Lawhead in here on Thursday, or are we just you and me, buddy? I, f- I forgot, dude. But yeah, I can. Yeah. yeah. I like having Is he Lawhead back from Sweden. Dude, that's what I want to hear about. This guy has been on like this international vacation. I'm like, I don't get it, bro. I thought, like, I don't get it. What's going on here? It's with these extravagant vacations. What don't I know? And then my freaking, yeah, like my 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 wife's cousins, man. They've been in Italy for like a month, bro. Oh, dude. Is 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 Europe that cheap? Like, what's going on? How can people just afford this? I know. I just saw this girl on Instagram. She was telling this story. She's like, hey, you think going skiing in Europe is expensive? She goes, here, watch this. She tells you, she goes, look, here's what it costs to fly into Denver. Here's what it costs to get to uh, to Vail or Aspen. Here's what it costs to stay in a hotel. Here's what it's cost to eat meals. Here's what it costs in parking. Here's your lift tickets. Aspen or Vail, I don't remember which one, $12,000. Here's your flight to Switzerland. Here's your hotel room. Comes with meals. Here's your lift tickets, et cetera, et cetera, 3000 It's like you could literally go to Europe. $12,000? I'm giving an example. I Don't oh. quote me exactly. But even if it was 10000 10000 for the American ski trip, 3000 for the European ski trip. Why would you not go to Europe? If I you mean, shit, $5,000 for an American vacation is a lot of fucking money, dude. It is. Like, $5,000? So you're yeah, talking about ten? Yeah. yeah, it's a lot of money. As a black man who don't ski... If you told me it was a hundred dollars, that's too motherfucking much for me. <laughs> yeah. so I spent ten days in in England and for like two thousand dollars. So yeah. I'm just giving yeah. an example. Like skiing is an expensive sport. That's it's all. sometimes flyer. It sometimes is way cheaper to fly to Europe than it is to fly to like Pittsburgh. Oh, bro! Yeah. I, I yeah. booked a flight this morning on Spirit. Okay, I literally oh my, booked a flight. Back. I you can't help back? it, man. It's, <laughs> I got to go back to Pittsburgh to yeah. go see my son's final football game, and the Red only eye? airline that has the right timing is Spirit. Bro, you so, keep making up. You keep making up excuses to fly Spirit. Just say no, you like dude. it. No, no, it's, <laughs> I don't particularly love it. I don't hate it. They're on time, and they get yeah. me there safely, and my bags arrive. So for those, those are the things I'm most concerned with. Um, What's that run you, by the way? It's like I would say it's like four hundred bucks ish yeah. when you add a couple of things here and there. But like I look at Delta front and back. Front and back? Yeah. Uh, yeah, round yeah, round yeah. trip. Yeah, not front and back. <laughs> round trip, mofo. 
Uh, you never dude, my, you don't use dude, my wife my wife dropped like six almost 675 to go to san antonio dude oh dude dude i just booked flights though i just booked a flight to one way to pittsburgh to go see my son's graduation then the next or that sunday morning we're going to drive from pittsburgh to cleveland to go see the browns play the jaguars and then, and then monday back. we're going to fly back from cleveland to to san diego yeah and so i booked everything as like one ways but now that's on delta you know, um, yeah. which worked out really good. So, but yeah. I'm telling you, Spirit is like the only airline that has the timing that I need. You know, what did it cost you for Vegas? I know you got to go, but what's it cost? What did that? Because you booked two, that quick. That two trip, two flights round trip Vegas, and I booked it Saturday of last week, and it's for yeah. this upcoming week because I'm going to go to the Sphere. It's yeah. like 800 bucks round yeah. trip for two. Vegas is not like sometimes it's super cheap to go to Vegas yeah. on a flight. It was sometimes super expensive. Yeah. This is like a, I say a once in a lifetime experience. When is it? November 17th. Oh, a month from today. I haven't, I still haven't gotten like the, the, uh, the Hey King on Hey. Dude, on... Rooms are dropping like crazy, bro. Really? It's dude. I, so the, the track circles Paris at some point, you could be in the track. And like, I think some dudes said like for four nights, it was like $1,200. Oh, wow. For four nights combined. Wow. wow. All right, listen, we got to go. Got to yeah. hustle up. I got to schlep up to LA. Um, thanks, everybody, for still being here. Support our sponsors. So much love to everybody. And we are back tomorrow. Peace out.